On today's episode, we're having a chat about the origin of our podcast title. I'm your host, Larissa. I'm Jessica. This is the Sad Lady Problems Podcast. Before we jump in, please note that this episode contains conversation on death, illness, and suicide. So hold on to your pants, everybody. lady problems today always <laughs> me too <laughs> especially today's the day after mother's day so oh my this, gosh this day is not easy for a lot of people for no. a bunch of different reasons yeah agreed i'm i have a lot on my mind and um i'm glad we're here today so i mean why don't we talk to everybody about where the title of this podcast came from like where where did the what's the origins behind getting together and putting this podcast together all right um i'll start um some of the phrasing came from me and just the my normal like speech and having conversations with people which is great um i i've had a bunch of like tragic situations kind of before my family in the early 2000s so uh you know, you lose your grandparents as you do in like most people in their, if they're, if they're lucky, they're older, but I lost most of my grandparents in like my late teens and early twenties. So, um, so I lost my grandmother, uh, during, you know, during early 2001. And then unfortunately, uh, my sister-in-law passed away, um, very suddenly, maybe a few weeks later. And during that time, I was married and my husband had been hospitalized for the first time due to uh, mental health issues. So it was kind of an insane time in my life and my family's life. And, uh, you know, so people started like kind of identifying me and my family shenanigans as kind of tragic. So, um, so, you know, that was fine. And then, uh, unfortunately, maybe two years later after that, my, uh, husband, Rob, who was delightful and beautiful, uh, kind of succumbed to his mental health issues and, uh, he took his life, um, kind of suddenly, obviously as taking your life happens. I know that's sounds stupid, but, um. So in the aftermath of that, I kind of became this person that everyone made sad eyes at and Mm -hmm. everyone like, you know, made little noises like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. What happened? And um, and that's very sweet and comforting. I understand people like, you know, don't know what to say to someone who I was 26 years old at the time. So most people don't become widows at 26. So it was hard for people. And. 
So people ended up just disappearing kind of out of my life or I was the person that brought the room down. So sad lady problems was kind of a response to being this person. So I ended up using that as an introduction to the idea that my life was rough at the time. (laughs) And since then. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm laughing. Because I, you know... Since we've um, became closer, our friendship has grown. That's been an endearing sort of um, phrase you've used. (laughs) Like, and you say it in such a whimsical or cute way that you're almost like, it makes like the the person that's with you think like, oh, is she serious about these sad lady movies? Or like, is this a joke? And um, it made me think... um, of something you said of uh, a few weeks ago when we were we were discussing the potential um, you know inception of this awesome podcast yeah and you said if you don't make it funny it will destroy you and yeah like that is the sadness like yeah I wrote that in the back of my little notepad oh, <laughs> yeah because as I was describing sad lady problems I was pretty much thinking like. Well, a one one sentence version of that is that if you don't make things funny, that it will destroy you. Yeah. Like um, losing someone to to suicide is devastating and traumatic. Um, living with someone and caring for someone that has a mental illness. Uh, my uh, my late husband Rob had schizophrenia and was in and out of the hospital a lot and. Um, if anyone's had any mental health struggles, they know that medications don't often work. Um, someone can be, you know, struggling while they're on meds bad to the point where they need to be hospitalized again. And even when they're stable, life is very difficult sometimes for people that are struggling and their families. So <clears throat> my late husband, Rob, was a funny person and a silly person and we did our best to make things light whenever we could so I guess I kind of just brought that with me yeah but it was it was rough you're an artist yes yeah and you often incorporate sadly problems into your work yeah that's my bread and butter (laughs) (laughs) um I had I've always I've always worked on art my whole life since I was young but I think that after after Rob died I I started thinking I I went to a therapist and we were talking about my my work and then also talking about <clears throat> this idea that I had these memories inside of these whether they be joyous things with my my late husband or whoever like my grandmother or whoever but that I also had really traumatic memories that no one was there for so now they're just trapped inside me and I have no one to like talk about how crazy that was with because no one was there with me and he told me, well, why don't you create work of those memories and then they're outside of you now and either you can share them if you want or 
you don't have to, but at least they'll be out of your body and you won't feel them like kind of clanging around inside you anymore. So that's what I did. I created a um, series called Monster Mash, a uh, uh, lost love story. And uh, my late husband, Rob, loved, um, you know, the classic universal movie monsters, but also just monster movies and all that. So I created a series based on uh, our life together, his death, um, his mental illness, uh, as and used the movie monsters as subjects, like these romantic subjects in the context of what my memories in our life was. Um, and I was lucky enough to show it at a gallery. Um, it was very helpful to me. Um, I felt like there are a few specific memories that I created uh, in the collage work that I did that were memories of one specific moment that was like traumatic to me. And those were very helpful. Yeah. And at, as I've moved on with my career, I have continued to do that, but not just with Rob as the subject, but unfortunately I've had some other tragedies. So I've, I've moved on yeah, and <laughs> created new work based on those other traumatic subjects. Yeah. So, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, yeah. So there is that. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll... sad lady problems have always been like, the way that I describe my work, the way that I, that I describe my life sometimes, yeah. um, if I could see someone else struggling, I'll, you know, asking someone if they're depressed is never an easy thing to bring up or asking someone, you know, if they have something deep going on in their life, especially if you know that they're hurting. So I feel like phrasing it that way makes it funny and doesn't destroy us, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. It's a way of just um, phrasing it in a light way to make it palatable for for someone to kind of speak about. Yeah, because the well, those moments are so they're so uncomfortable. I think for so many people, like you don't know. There's, I feel like there's like no like there's so little social education around grief yeah like some people are just like total morons when it comes to one grief. million percent and you don't even know you're like how is this how is this human even saying these words to me right now or how is this human not acknowledging what has just happened to me or her yeah. or him or whatever or them and sometimes it's like the way you were raised yeah it's a cultural kind of thing people don't talk about loss you know I think it's an old school thing that people used to like not even talk about the dead. Yeah. Like they would just like kind of disappear from their lives. Yeah. It's like if, which is like the, this is something for a later episode, but like the history of how humans um, respect the dead or mm -hmm. um, interact with the dead or deal with death has changed so much through the centuries 
you know, from ceremonial um, madness to like people actually like taking photographs with their yeah. deceased, or and like, even the Victorian um, hair art, yeah, and things like and that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Morning jewelry is where it's at. It, there, it's it's like, pretty great. Yeah, if it, if that's your sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, if you tried to do today, like people would like think you're yeah. There's no places on Etsy like in there that. If you send them things, they'll create like old school hair morning jewelry and like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> and again, it depends on how, not only how comfortable you were raised with death, how comfortable you are with the idea of like carrying on in someone's absence. Because I feel like, I feel a responsibility to carry on the legacy of the people that I love, even though they're not here and still like, and still talk about them and still um, bring them up regularly. I don't know how healthy that is, but like we're doing it. Well, I (laughs) think it's happening. Yeah. It's just happening. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I think that depends on the individual person, right? So I I think, yeah, I think it depends on the person and yeah, like how they, how they, um, how they uh, work through their own grief, I guess. Yeah. Like, so, like, I think it's totally normal for you to bring it, be bringing up your mm, your, lady your, your your sad lady problems <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like have those ways. It's not a big deal. I I you know I find that you're you're this in I find it a very endearing term, sad lady problems or sad lady ways. I find that you know like many of the things you say because you have. A unique vocabulary. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. I have hmm. I have uh, adopted it. I have I. It's become now part of my my um, my communication. It's around, catchy. It, it is. And a I, lot. I know a lot of people that have caught the fever. You the sad lady problems <laughs> fever for me. Sad lady problems <laughs> fever. Yeah, um, catch it. Yeah, <clears throat> whatever. Uh, but I find that I use it sometimes because so- sometimes someone's whatever they're going through is like so heavy that I'm like, I got to break the ice like just enough to like, like have them like take a deep freaking breath for yeah. a second so we can like get through it. And I'm like, it's all right to have sad lady problems. For sure. It's okay to have those And ways. it feels better sometimes than it reframes things in a way that sounds less like scary. Like yeah. saying, telling people I'm depressed I'm devastated that I lost my husband. I don't know how to move forward. I'm scared. Um, my future is crumbling. Yeah. And I don't know what is in store for my life. It doesn't come like people don't want to gravitate to you when you no. say that. So saying like, I got a lot of sad lady problems that I'm dealing with. <laughs> is, it sounds so much less scary. Yeah. And, and. P.S. I have bad news for everyone. I found love again after becoming a widow at 26. I got married to Sweetie Pie Darren. Amazing man. He was super great, super understanding of my sad lady problems. And unfortunately, after about seven or eight years of being together and getting married, um, he passed away from uh, brain cancer. 
So, and there was a few years that we dealt with uh, his illness, which continued the sad lady problems. And then obviously after he passed away, it was just like unbelievably devastating to feel like in, in that place again. And that all of the headway you made with the people in your life, as far as like moving forward and the trauma that they went through with you and that you went through is now revisited. Yeah. So, so I had to keep (sighs) using sad lady problems because this is like the, listen, I'm sure there are people that have had it worse than me, but this is pretty heavy duty sad lady problems. You know, I don't like when people say that, like. I know. There are people that have it worse than you. There's like, a hierarchy no, of sad lady no, things. No, there's not. Because everybody's <laughs> is different and means a different thing to them. Someone might be having sad lady problems about like the loss of a friendship. And then someone might be in the same room having sad lady ways about the fact that their mom just like dropped dead. Like, yeah. So, but we all have, we have, we have sad lady it, problems. Listen, it's all valid and nobody's yes. keeping score. Like, I don't win the sad lady problems Olympic with the gold medal. Like someone else. I know. Oh always gosh. has it worse. Do you think people do that? Like I've got, I do it lady. a little bit. You do a little bit. Oh my God. I, I know I'm ashamed of myself, <laughs> but when someone's like, my grandma died, I'm always like, Oh, they had a good run. Like <laughs> They were, they were like, they were a hundred. <laughs> Calm down. But like, that's <laughs> just so you know, don't write us or be mad at me for saying that. Um, it just is a way that I cope. Yeah. Like with the with the idea that not everyone's pain is the same. And everyone's pain feels like the worst pain in the world to them. So so I have to understand that. Yeah. And we all have to be patient with each other. But some people do have a like where you, a situation where you're like, I would not take my problems like a way to have that person's problems because yeah. it's no bueno. Yeah, it is no bueno. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So how do you, you're also an artist, Larissa. I, I am. Yeah. How do you use or not use the idea of what you've been through in your life and your grief in your work that's a, an excellent question like is it an escape or are you dealing with it or is it something in between it's uh well you know i've been an artist for a long time like i since i can remember you know i've been um i've been making art but um you know and and my my whole life is kind of defined by by death mm-hmm. um you know being that the first major death in my life was of my sister. I was eight and she was four years old. And it was, um, it was just like everything about it defined my childhood from the moment she was sick to the moment she passed away. Those childhood years that my parents tried to make the best for me was still just defined by grief. So yeah, yeah like as an artist that as a child artist, then it was definitely an escape because mm-hmm. it was a, it was what I was good at. It made people happy. It made me happy to make it. And I think it still is an escape, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a practicing artist and I, I exhibit my work, not often, but mostly I'm making it for myself. 
when I'm not making it, I'm in a foul mood. <laughs> <laughs> that so, makes good sense. If so, you if you're a creative person, you probably could identify with that. Like there's something healing and meditative and good about being in whatever zone you're in while you're making work. Yeah, I, I agreed. So yeah, it's I guess it, the, that's a really great way of putting it is that um it's meditative and the release of whatever's inside of me comes out just like sort of what you were trying to do with your series um, after Rob. Yeah. Like it, if it's out, I feel better. Yeah. And, um, you know, even, even looking at art can make me feel better. Yeah. And enjoying like a, the space that art creates when you're, when you're in a space with art. So, um, yeah, I don't specifically have works designed around how I deal with grief, but it's a topic that is always on my mind. Grief is freaking like sad lady problems are like all, all, like all day, every day. Yeah. And the older you get, the more like, yeah, the more you lose people in all sorts of ways, but also through death. Yeah. And, and the, the worse, I hate to say the worse it gets, your coping mechanisms may get better. Um, but it's still it's still pretty devastating. Like I I lost both my parents in um, in 2019 and then 2020. Um, my mom from cancer and my dad was sick and ha- had Alzheimer's, but uh, ended up getting COVID during the beginning of COVID and passed away. And I definitely used it before their deaths. Um, used my work and creating art before their deaths to kind of begin the grief process. I did it with Darren as well. Um, I hate to say to like kickstart my, my healing, um, or just to like deal with the insanity of it all. So my work is a little more in your face than Larissa's, let's say like, um, when you look at my work, it uh, it usually is some sort of digital collage of of misery. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, <clears throat> usually, like it has words in it. I try to. I'm influenced by comic art and a lot of things, but they end up being like sim single panel comic images yeah. of of like a miserable situation. Yeah, and I try to make them colorful, and I try to make them bright, and I try to make them interesting. But when you, the deeper you look, the more troubled you may become by them. And I've had people cry in front of my work and, and maybe talk about a death in their life that they don't have a lot of uh, people to talk about or access that part of their, their life with. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, on, so- on your sad days, it's rough because like... <laughs> you put your work out there for people to see. And then of course they're going to engage with that and speak to you about it. Yeah. So when you're not in the mood to talk, you put, you got yourself in a pickle. (laughs) (laughs) I like how your work is like your phrase, sad lady problems. Like it's kind of like sugar coating or Mm -hmm. making, uh, making the medicine go down a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, One of the first times that my, one of my therapists, uh, I have one therapist that I saw for many years. She knew me from 26-year-old widow 
sad lady problems all the way through to the second husband who passed. Um, and she said the same thing. She said, your art looks exactly like you when I speak to you. Like, mm-hmm. it's colorful and silly and sweet, but it's also, like, deep and rough and, like, painful. Yeah. So picture that in your head, kids. It's great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, t- staying on the topic of art, um, yeah, I don't think my my work is not going to question, it's not going to make anybody question what's going on in my brain. Yeah. Like that. Like what, it's just like. But that's the great thing is that you've created a space where you can escape yeah. and be joyous if you'd like to be joyous, be controversial if you'd like to yeah. be controversial, be silly if you'd like to be silly. And then if you want to have a deep piece with dark, moody colors and enjoy your life, then you can do that. Yeah, it's um, interesting. Maybe, I, maybe I'm like, when I'm doing it, I'm trying to forget all my sad lady problems. You know? And maybe part of you is stuck in your eight-year-old mind mm. where art is used as fun and art is used as an escape from, I hate to psychoanalyze you, but escape <laughs> from, from the deep feelings of loss and also protecting your family from their own feelings you know yeah i mean well we'll get we'll get deep into our like individual uh, sad lady problems in later episodes but like yeah that's that's a that's a good connection there that's um that is probably entirely what is going on yeah. when i'm making art is which like is lovely channeling my my mm. itty bitty eight year old brain yeah your little because... girl your little girl brain yeah. who was just trying to like make sense of something yeah it was a the yeah it was a weird time my grandmother um passed away at like just before my sister did and it was just a Oof. it was just a rough time in general for all of the adults in my family who were who I looked to for everything you know yeah they were who I learned from and who typically I um found joy in spending time with and it's like you know, when something like that happens, it changes people forever. So. Yeah, I can't imagine like <clears throat> what you went through as a child and also what your parents went through to experience the suffering of not only the child that they were losing or lost, but also the grief of the children that are left and then their own grief. Yeah. That I don't... sounds like drowning to me. Yeah. You know what? I would. That's a great word. It was like drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't, as a mom, I don't even know how they continued to, to live. I give your parents all the credit. Like, I don't, I don't know. And then, you know, it's, I was so young. So talking about it wasn't like a big thing, especially, you know, so that was like the eighties. Um, and like, what was the, what was America's like universal perspective on mental health at the time? It yeah. was terrible, like <laughs> one million percent, <laughs> like and like so, you know that was like s- stuff someone in a bag if they they seem to be having mental issues. So yeah, like, the conver- it was just an awkward, just an awkward, awkward time. And you know, it wasn't until I was older that my father, and my mother started to open up more about that time in our lives, and it's fascinating 
just fascinating to hear about a lot of it. But yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, sad lady problems, you know, kind of, I guess they just defined who I became and, um, you know, a lot of other things because I guess sad lady problems don't always have to like grief. It comes in all different forms yes. and lots of things happened in between, you know, her passing and then, um, you know, winding up here where I am, where I feel like sad lady problems are everywhere. Yeah, they are the everywhere. Over the place. Seriously. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, right before COVID, my mother-in-law passed away and, um, then my grandmother-in-law passed away of COVID. I know them. They were nice ladies. Yeah. They were the best. They were, uh, you know, fan- they were family. They were yeah. my family. And, yeah. um, you know, and then COVID's over and um, my sister, my sister-in-law passes away very suddenly and in, in, in front of us. And it's like, how do you process all of this? And how do you, how do you, get the people around you to understand and process it with you. And how do you also process other people's, Yeah, you know, <clears throat> all of the things that everybody's dealing with or. Yeah. Not what, only the responses to your grief and the loss of your loved one. Right. Yeah. But they're going through their own grief for yeah. whatever. Yeah. And whether you want to talk about it, or not, they may not want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always push the sad lady problems kind of phraseology in because it's less intimidating than I'm grieving and things are hard. Have you ever been through something like this? People do not want to really show you their cards in that way. They might keep things very close to the vest. Everyone has their own, and this is no judgment. That everyone has their own way of grieving and dealing with their grief and not sharing or sharing their sadness. But at the same time, there's trauma in all of us that happens when we lose someone and in a million other ways. And figuring out how to deal with your trauma might not sync up with the way someone else in the same family deals with their trauma. Yeah. Which creates another crazy issue. Yeah, it does. It's, uh, you know, and that's where your phrase comes, comes in to, to, to save the day. In my yeah. opinion, it's like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for all the shit that happened to you yeah, you're to get welcome. you to that yeah. phrase. Um, no, that's terrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> because it, it's like how I test the waters with the people I'm with because I, I wear my, my emotions on my sleeve. Me like too. I, you, anybody can walk into a room I'm in and tell how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 my face says it all and yeah. I have no control over it. There's just no controlling my facial expression. So the, quite often, especially in, you know, now around times like Mother's Day or holidays and mm-hmm. things like that, when you're really grieving someone or you're really grieving the loss of whatever, um, it, where it hurts more and someone just is like, are you, are you okay? And you just want to say like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about my dead sister-in-law. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And, um, and it's know. anything like the time of the year there, my first husband and I got married in June 
1998. I'm old. Um, I was young, but I'm still old. Um, And the smell of the air on the day we we got married smells like some specific flowering plant Mm -hmm. that I don't know what it is. Like, I always love the smell of lilies and it smells kind of like lilies, but I had those in my bouquet. So like, who knows? But some other smell. And I can smell it when I'm driving down the road sometimes this time of year. And I just smelled it the other day because it's May. And it like sent me into like this weird place that is strange because it's been like almost 20 years this year since he passed away. But it doesn't matter. Like that smell just sent me back to our wedding. Right. And that came out of nowhere for me. And it you know what I mean? whole day. Yeah. yeah. Just like missing Shannon, which mm-hmm. is uh, Larissa's sister-in-law and was my friend. Mm-hmm. I was proud. I'm proud to say. Um, you know, maybe this time of year is rough for you because we lost her this time of year. We did. You know? Yeah. No, it is. And people, and then you, so uh, the way I test the waters is I was like, oh, you know, I just have some sad lady problems today or mm-hmm. sad lady ways. And sometimes the the individual I'm chatting with, like, asks openly, like, oh, what's going on? And sometimes they just giggle, like, they don't have the time of day yeah. for your nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Yeah. Like, we'll move on. Yeah. But um, it's a good litmus test for sure. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. It is. That's yeah. true. It is. Yep. Yeah. Oh dear God. <laughs> so, in, so in conclusion, we don't want to talk about this kind of devastating subject matter for too long before yeah. giving you a break until our next episode. Yeah. So we appreciate you. Please tell us in the comments if you like the word "sad lady" problems, or you think it kind of glosses over the the deep feeling of loss because i can understand that too i can totally understand that yeah yeah i'd I'd be fascinated fascinated to find out what people think of that phrase sad lady problems or sad lady ways like um yeah it's amusing but it's just this one girl's way of dealing that has spread locally through (laughs) her friend group perhaps it has yeah yeah and, you know, um, I'm glad to have this moment with you, this outlet sort of to talk about our sad lady problems, Me which too. is the whole point of this podcast. There's some sad lady problems of yours that I'm not as familiar with because you are not a crazy open book like I am that puts <laughs> their their grief into their art. So I am looking forward to like having you trust me enough to let me listen to what you've been through. And on further podcasts, we're kind of going to go over our own personal sad lady related issues. That's true. In fact, uh, our next episode will um, be about a deeper look into your sad lady problems. Oh, dear God. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to your pants, everybody. I know. Like, what? <laughs> There's more? Oh, yeah. d- oh Jesus. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you spend, spending this time with us and listening to our sad lady problems. We hope that whatever sad lady problems you're going through, 
that you're getting through them with someone and the help of someone. If um, you are feeling alone and are um, struggling with any mental health issues, um, look in our show notes because we have some information on places that you can call or people you can contact for help. Yes. Please take care of yourself. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Whoa.